What's up, gamers, and welcome to the SS Gamer, my personal gaming ship. I am Hulking Yoda, and this is Lost at Sea Gaming, my new podcast about all things gaming, of course. So guys, welcome to the show. This is my very first episode. I am extremely excited to be here to try this out. To be honest with you, it's my first time going solo, and I hope I can put out some quality product for you guys that you'll be interested in listening to that will help you through your gaming career, help you to decide what to play, what not to play, and keep you informed and up to date on all things gaming. Now, I've been gaming for quite a while now, quite a few decades, uh, to put my age out there like that. Uh, and Lost at Sea Gaming, I came up with the concept of the name just based on the fact that when you're out at sea, you have every direction available to you. Any direction you want to go, you have the world at your fingertips, so to speak. And I thought, you know what? That's like gaming to me. To me, the, the important things in gaming and what I love about gaming is the worlds that you can explore, the experiences that you can have by meeting new crews of people, the stories that you experience by exploring unexplored previously areas. And uh, those things right there all combine to make great gaming experiences for me. And I just thought it would be a cool concept to kind of take that and mesh it into a podcast form. Now, for those of you that don't know yet, I am a big Xbox guy. So for me, when I was trying to figure out what do I do for the first episode of my show, well, Microsoft uh, must have gotten the word that I was coming out with a new show because the timing couldn't have been better. Uh, they just released the official specs for the Xbox Series X, their newest console set to come out this holiday season, holiday 2020. Now, obviously, they still did not release what that date is, uh, but they gave us a lot of specs to mull over and uh, some few details that we didn't know yet about the controller. So this episode is going to be all about the newest information on the Xbox Series X. I will also be doing a part two of the episode that will focus on the PS5 as Sony today actually is set to announce a lot of details as far as the specs and a few other things around the PlayStation 5. So thank you for deciding to check me out. Hopefully, I can give you guys a great episode and uh, be very informative and maybe give you some things that you didn't know before listening to me. So, as we get started, Xbox Series X. All right, so everybody knows the first thing that everybody always talks about when you know re referencing the Series X, it always jumps right to teraflops. <laughs> The GPU, what is it? All right, so the Xbox One X, to put it in perspective, that is running at six teraflops of GPU. Well, the Series X has decided, you know what? That's a little slow. We're going to double that. So the Series X is going to have 12 teraflops of GPU processing power. Double that of the One X. Absolutely phenomenal. Can't wait to see how that transitions into gameplay. We got a lot of information uh, on the storage options for the Series X as well here recently. The internal storage, 
it has been confirmed that it is a one terabyte SSD storage component. Now, SSD is so much better than HHD or HDD. And the reason why is because that is what allows you to or will allow us to be able to have next to no loading times and the frame rates be faster and smoother and just the quick resume feature, which we'll get into here in a few. But that is huge. Uh, maybe I wish there would have been a little bit more internal storage right out the gate, maybe two terabytes, but at least it's a terabyte and not that uh, 500 gig uh, that we have had to deal with for quite a few generations now. Uh, still sticking with storage, you do have an option. They announced an expandable storage one terabyte expansion card that you will be able to uh, purchase. It's from Seagate. Uh, and that is actually what the mystery report was that everybody was going nuts over a few months ago on the console. It's for that expandable storage. So that's actually pretty cool. Uh, you know, right out the gate, if you're like me, you might want to grab that expandable storage because one terabyte is going to fill up pretty quickly. Uh, I personally feel, guys, that, you know, on the Xbox One X, even with all those updates and patches, I mean, those games are looking at about 100 gig each. And I mean, when you, when you start looking at one terabyte, that's 10 games. And then you already have the internal memory that's set aside for the console. So you don't even have a true one terabyte of space that you can use for your games. So that's a lot of things to think about and look at. So probably right out the gates, uh, it's not going to take too much time for me, but I'll be buying that extra expandable storage. So something to think about too, as well for you guys, uh, if, if you plan on you know, purchasing a lot of games um, and not deleting them. So moving on, there is also uh, an external 3.2 HDD support uh, as, as well, if you wanted to go that route and not the SSD route. Uh, they're still using a 4K UHD optical drive and having a disc slot. So for those of you that still use physical media, uh, whether it be 4K movies or still buy games on disc, uh, hey, they still have an option for you uh, right there in the form of the disc slot, and it's uh, the 4K UHD drive, 8K ready. We're good to go on that front. Uh, Microsoft is shooting for a performance target of anywhere from 60 minimum frames per second all the way up to 120 frames per second. So based on the game, the developer, hopefully we'll get to see the insanely smooth frame rate uh, that we've been looking for for quite a few years now. No hiccup, no lag. Can't wait to see how that pans out. And then one of the coolest features to me, and one of the most mind-boggling that they've touted here recently, is their quick resume feature. Uh, so what is that? So as you guys, if you already own an Xbox One or a PS4, uh, there is the option on these consoles that, hey, you're playing a game, uh, you got to go to work. So you stop in the middle of the game. You just pause it, you turn your system off, it's in rest mode, right? So you get home 10 hours later after your shift is over and you get settled, you want to pick up where you left off, you boot up the console, and guess what? It's exactly right where you were. No loading screens, no loading the save file, none of that. You just go right back into the game. Well, Problem is, say the same scenario happens, but there is a console update that automatically happened while you were at work. You get home, ah, man, you got to go through the whole boot up process again, load the save file. Well, that's not the case anymore. Uh, whether it's an update that goes into effect, whether you unplug the system and plug it back in, doesn't matter. You can still boot right back up from where you left off in your game on the Series X. 
Not only that, it's not limited to just one title at a time. Now you can have multiple titles at a time. So say you're playing a, a very deep, mentally draining RPG, and you're just like, man, I just kind of want to chill out for an hour and play a game of basketball in NBA 2K. All right, cool. So you go do that. Well, you finish the game of NBA, you're like, you know what? I want to go back and see if I can take on that boss uh, and that side quest that I picked up in that RPG. Well, now you have to load the game, launch it, load your save file, wait for everything because you switched to a different game. Well, now you're not going to have to worry about that because you can have multiple games in standby at the same time. So you can just flip back and forth between multiple games at will. And that, I think, is pretty awesome. Uh, it's one of my most excitable features coming of the Series X that I can't wait to capitalize on. And probably the, uh, the other coolest thing that came out of this announcement or these uh, spec announcements is the fact that Series X is going to have an effect, a major effect, actually, on older games. Uh, and what I mean by that is they are going to be upping the resolutions and doubling the frame rates, potentially, for these older games. Um, and that's pretty awesome. Uh, and it doesn't matter how old these games are. Uh, it's, it's still going to upscale, essentially, these games if they're being played on the Series X. Uh, as well as the fact that the Series X console is going to be able to apply HDR effects to games, no matter how old they are still, or even if they weren't even initially created with HDR uh, capabilities, the system is going to replicate those HDR visuals through its smart system, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I, I do know that I have a, a fellow friend, Linking Sponge. You guys may know him from Gaming with Mr. C or our show we had together, Day 2 Update. Uh, he is very excited about this because he can play The Outer Worlds finally, which for those of you that did not know, it did not have uh, HDR capabilities in this day and age, which was very disheartening to Mr. C. But I digress. Uh, the, the last major thing that I really want to kind of touch on here about the Series X and this most recent announcement, we talk about the controller. And I don't know about you guys, but I am a control freak, meaning that I, I have a problem. I, I love controllers, right? I, I would even say I'm almost on the verge of, in a sense, collecting controllers. I've always been this way, even all the way back to the original PS2 and the OG Xbox, as we call it, the original Xbox uh, buying the Scorpion controller or buying the clear blue controller on PS2, different things like that. And I mean, even currently now, I have about four controllers on the Xbox One. Um, I just, I, every time they come out with a new one, I, I'm just a glutton for it. You disgust me. So something about a controller, right? Even outside of the design and the aesthetic piece of it, it's for me, it's like, yo, this is my weapon going into battle. That battle being the games that I look to conquer on my console of choice. Whether it's the Xbox, or the PlayStation, the Switch, or the Stadia, this is my weapon. This is what I'm taking into battle with me to conquer these challenges. So it's something about that, right? And any game, any console, the controller is crucial to the experience. So with the Xbox Series X, the controller is very similar to the Xbox One X controller. The only major difference is being a few things here that we'll discuss. So the first thing is it's a little bit smaller. Uh, you know, over the years, the Xbox controllers have gone all the way from the Duke, which was really for people with big hands only, 
all the way down to where we are now coming out with the Series X controller. The, the way the curve uh, of the handles where you put your hands around, that has been kind of shaved off a little bit and the bumpers have been rounded out a little bit more. All this to allow a better ease of use for those with smaller hands. Uh, that way that you're not feeling it's, it's cumbersome in your hands and everybody can kind of have an overall smooth experience with this controller. So, I, so you got the smaller size. Uh, the next big thing that jumps out at me is the D-pad. Brand new D-pad, kind of a combination between the Elite Series 1 and Series 2 D-pads, uh, one of the interchangeable ones. You kind of combine those two. Basically, the Xbox One right now has a D-pad that's pretty flat, right? Pretty flat and solid. Well, the Series X D-pad, in the center of it, it looks recessed. So it's kind of a, a dip down into itself, if you will. Kind of give you a nice little resting spot for your thumb whenever you need to use it. I know me personally, the D-pad is mostly relegated to inventory use or secondary commands, unless I'm playing Mortal Kombat Injustice, a fighting game. I prefer to use the D-pad for control and directional movements and fighting games. Uh, so a little bit different there as far as the D-pad's concerned. The other big thing was on the Xbox One controller, you can see where the Xbox logo uh, guide button is at the top center of the controller. Well, on the Xbox One controller, there's a little recession there and kind of a dip in and it kind of cuts itself out, right? Nice little sexy cut, in my opinion. Well, on the Series X, that cut is gone and it's just a flat surface. So the guide button is just there on a flat surface. Uh, personally, not my preferred uh, design choice. I actually prefer the way the Xbox One controller looks with that dip and that cut. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, that, that is also a different visual change. Uh, the other big thing is they have now added a share button to the top of the controller. It's placed in the center uh, underneath in the middle of the view and menu buttons. So the share button is now that's going to be used kind of like what the PS4 already has a share button and is used for where you can just press that button and take screenshots, game clips, much better ease of use and quality of life uh, design choice there. So I am excited about that. The fact that they have a share button, I'll say, I personally, aesthetically, visually, the way it looks, not a whole, not that big of a fan of it, uh, but I am excited that it's there. So we'll see what it feels like when I'm actually playing a game and want to take a game clip or a screenshot. Uh, they did mention that it also is using a USB-C port. Uh, it's going to have better Bluetooth functionality. And the other big thing was kind of like, oh, wow, uh, it's still AA batteries or rechargeable battery packs as opposed to a built-in rechargeable battery. So I don't know where you listeners fall or stand on that opinion and whether or not you would prefer, you know, hey, maybe you do like and prefer having to switch out batteries whenever they go dead or you know, maybe you did want and hope that like the PS4, they have a built-in battery that you just recharge with a USB cable. Uh, or maybe you did prefer, and on your Xbox One, if you were like me, uh, you had a rechargeable battery pack that you used with a charging station. And maybe that's the route you were planning on going anyways. Regardless, those options are all still out there, except for the internal built-in battery. So that's pretty much the basic gist of all the newest information that Microsoft has released this week to us about the Series X. Still no price, still no definitive release date. I got to say, guys, uh, price-wise, I'm really thinking between five and $600 for the high-end model. 
They really haven't said anything about their secondary model that is rumored to still be in existence as well. But I would say with all these bells and whistles and with all the comparisons done by people online over the you know last few months since the specs and the visuals and everything were released for the console, saying that, hey, if you were to build to these specs on a PC, this is what it would cost, as well as trying to stay competitive within the market, I'm pretty positive we're probably looking at a five to $600 price range. Uh, release date wise, I'd be very surprised if Microsoft released it outside of November. So we're probably looking at a November release date, five to $600 for the high end model, probably four to $500 for the lower end model. And uh, you know, we'll just wait and see what more information Microsoft wants to trickle out to us. Uh, I was very excited with this information. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, were informed on some things that you didn't know before listening. And I will continue to try to put episodes out there that will continue to give you guys the informative edge. Uh, as I said, my next part two to this first uh, inaugural premiere episode uh, day, in a sense, for me, is going to be all about the PlayStation uh, and, and their specs on the PS5 and any kind of new information that they may release uh, later today in regards to the PS5. So keep an eye out for that if you're listening to this before I've posted the PS5 episode. Uh, but I, I will say, guys, I am very big on community and engagement and feedback. So as the tagline says on all of my social media and on the podcast itself, join the crew. Let's get together. Let's enjoy this ride together. Sail with me through gaming and through our love of gaming together. Hit me up on social media. Right now I have Instagram, lost underscore, at underscore, C underscore gaming, uh, lost at C gaming underscore in between each word. Twitter, uh, I'm on Twitter, lost at C gaming. Uh, as well as you can hit me up on my Gmail and send me an email, lost at C gaming at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, love to hear feedback. You can leave comments uh, on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever it is that you may listen to me from. Definitely want to hear from you all and Anybody who listened, thank you very much, and I will continue to try to put out the best content possible. And until next time, we'll keep sailing.